If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Level Up, the esports and gaming show with me, Nathan Bliss, esports and gaming writer at Reach PLC. In this week's episode, I spoke to the 2020-2021 E-Premier League champion, Sean Springett, also known as Shells, a professional FIFA player for Manchester City. Shells told me how it felt to win the E-Premier League for Manchester City. We also discussed how the tournament went overall and how he prepared for the tournament with City's mental performance coach. Shells also told me about how he got into FIFA Esports, talked about his ambitions for the future, and also discussed the rise of gaming and esports. Enjoy! On Level Up this week, I'm delighted to welcome Sean Springett, also known as Shells, professional FIFA player for Manchester City and the 2020-21 E-Premier League champion. Shells, how are you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? Good, yeah, very good. I mean, more to the point though, I mean, how does it feel, kind of, E-Premier League champion, it's been a, a week or so since you've won the tournament, now everything's settled, how do you reflect on it? Um, I still find it very weird, um, just even going on Twitter or Twitch when I'm streaming, people congratulating me, and friends calling me champion and stuff like it just, it's just really surreal, um, I never thought it would have happened, to be honest, like... I feel like I've come close a lot of times, um, and it's t- type of one of those things where you get close so many times you don't know if you're actually going to go all the way through. And just to go and win it all, man, I just I just really can't believe it. But now nah, it's been a, it's been a crazy few weeks. And to win it for Manchester City as well, obviously you represented the club in the tournament, and you represent them anyway because they're your club. You signed to them, so that's like extra special, isn't it? Almost because it's like the double whammy. You've, you've won it on behalf of Man City both for the Premier League and for your own for your own club as well yeah I mean to bring any trophy home is what I wanted to do like with my career I just wanted to make sure I at least got one trophy and to bring one home to Manchester City is obviously a massive a massive accomplishment and I'm really proud that I was able to do that I think it's their first actual trophy uh, in the Man City team obviously Chris is doing really well in uh, New York but in the CFG group together um, but to bring one home for Man City you know just to kind of say I got one um, is what I really want to do and hopefully I can just keep on getting more. Yeah, let's talk about how the tournament went for you overall then. Um, was there any kind of major hurdles along the way? Because I know the final was very exciting. Yeah. But, uh, before that, was there any kind of hurdles or difficult moments that you, you thought maybe this isn't my year or were you always confident throughout? Uh, I, the thing is, when I go into tournaments, I believe I can go all the way. It's just whether I can be consistent and composed and play my best every game obviously in the groups I had a really tough group I had Fully and Ethan who's really really higher ranked uh, verified players um, so I knew it was going to be tough getting out of there but I won my two group games kind of comfortably um, but in the knockouts you know I won a penalty shoot against Cosmin uh, to put me through to Friday so that was a big game that was really tough and then I played Mark Marley who was the number one UK player on Xbox but he was playing on PlayStation for this competition so I knew it was going to be tough but against Mark I came out really strong I was playing really good FIFA um, so I'm, at this point when I'm in the final or the console final of course I'm happy that I got um, a spot for playoffs which is one of the main goals going into EPEM was trying to clinch a playoff spot 
for the FIFA Global Series. Um, so when I'm in the final now, in the console final, it's one of those things where you just got to believe in yourself. Like, why not go all the way? You're here now. Um, obviously, Tom losing to Mitch was... It's a bit of a weird one because obviously Tom was the huge favourite and he's been the best player for the last two years. So him going out kind of makes you, all right, this is your chance. Of course, I'm not taking away anything from Mitch. Um, he's a fantastic player and he's definitely been showing his his quality in the past few tournaments. Um, but when Tom and those kind of names go out, you know, you kind of look to yourself, all right, this is your opportunity to go all the way. And um, somehow I got myself in the final against Olito and it was that point again where Olito, you know, he was a massive favourite for sure. He's been one of the best players in the world for the last two years. So it was going to be tough, but in the final, anything can happen. So I just knew if I played my game, you know, I, could, I can go all the way. And sometimes you just need a bit of luck on your side, which in the penalty shootouts did come through. And yeah, and I somehow brought the chip home. Yeah, and you, you, you've mentioned the final there. You won the first leg quite comfortably, but then Oli Lito did come back in the second leg and it made it a very interesting. And you scored a really important goal in the just before the second half of extra time um, that kind of put him on the back foot a little bit, I thought. Um, he just kind of yeah. twisted it in your... Like the momentum just went your way at that point then. Because the second leg was all him, really. And then yeah. as soon as you scored that goal, you just sensed that maybe it was going the other way again. So, I mean, the penalty shootout is a lottery, isn't it? But I, <laughs> I was just watching it and I just felt that the momentum was with you at that stage. Did you feel that as well? Um, I don't know. I definitely, like, first leg, I played incredible. So to get a lead like that, I was really happy with myself. But then he changed formation to narrow. And with narrow, there's a lot of, like, overlapping runs, a lot of guys in the middle. Um, a lot of options going forward. So I tried to adapt to him. Um, so I changed from 4 2 to 5-back to try and kind of counter it. Um, but it didn't really work out for me. And he was just, you know, the second leg showed. He was just on top of me the whole leg, um, creating a lot of chances, scoring a lot of goals. So in extra time, I went 4 2 um, just because I felt I wasn't creating anything in the 5-back and I wasn't defending well in the 5-back. So there was kind of no point for me to use it. Um, but in extra time, I went back to 4 2 and I was definitely starting to get comfortable again. Um, but then I did go down uh, late in the first half in extra time. So when I did get the equaliser, I think it did kind of put me in the... I don't know, not put me back in front, but just kind of level out the playing, uh, playing field um, to bring it back to like an end-to-end game because Olilito was definitely the better player for the second leg for the majority of it. Uh, so, but getting that that kickoff goal to to equalise an extra time, it was definitely huge. And I think if I didn't score there, it would have been tough for me to get another one in the second half. Yeah, I want to bring it all the way back to preparations for the Premier League because yeah. I know that City do a lot of work behind the scenes with you. And um, we spoke to Edgar um, Edgar Shakira on a previous episode of Level Up about how to improve your mental performance in gaming and in in sport overall, in esports, in sport in general. How closely did you work with Edgar before? Oh, I'm, we've been working with Edgar for a really long time. I first started speaking with Edgar, I think, late FIFA 19. Um, obviously when the pandemic started to come around it kind of did uh, stop a little bit but all throughout this FIFA 21 series, uh, season Edgar's been working with a lot of the CFG guys um, he's just trying to get us all to that kind of mindset I think what people don't realise is how important the mental side is on FIFA um, FIFA's a game um, you can learn the mechanics you can master the mechanics but the next kind of skill is the mental side of the game. You could look at guys like Tex, you know, the confidence, the composure, um, the ice that he kind of has. You need to be able to kind of get to that similar level 
to be able to perform at all times. And I think that's something that I think I've been lacking the last few years. I think every year I kind of get to a really good level mechanically. So I know how to play the game. I know how to do certain things. But it's all about executing it at the right times and the right moments to push me through to the latest stage in tournaments, to qualify for tournaments. And I think that's one of the most important features. But Edgar's come into the CFG team and I think as, as it shows from results, it's helped everyone massively and hopefully it can just keep on improving. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that stands out for me in the argument about is esports a sport in itself? Because, I mean, look at other sports, football, for example, the best team or the the, the most skilled team doesn't always win there's, there's loads yeah. of other aspects to it and that could be the the mental performance is so important in sport in general in esports is no different and i wanted to bring that up because in the final um i just felt looking at obviously for people who don't know who don't watch the streams and stuff you can see the players faces as you're playing so you can you can kind of see how both players are handling the situation and i thought Whenever something bad happened, I mean, in FIFA, any FIFA player will know what I'm <laughs> talking about there. When something yeah. goes against <laughs> you, right? I, w- I was watching Oli Leto and he was kind of, his body language, you could tell he wasn't really happy with it and he's throwing his hands up in the air and stuff. But when things happened to you, you were just no emotion. You were just focused on what you did. And then in the penalty shootout, it was the ultimate thing because... I think when there was a there was a dodgy moment, wasn't there, when he went the right way with your yeah. shot and it just went under the keeper yeah. and he just threw his arms up in the air, almost like, oh, I give up type thing. <laughs> and you were just completely focused on it. And from that moment, I just thought, he's got this. There is no way yeah. he's losing this because that mental side was so important. And I thought it really showed through in, in that final in particular, in that the most stressful moment, yeah. you had that extra bit of mental performance that could make the difference. Yeah, it, it's a bit of a weird one because with the mental side of the game, you don't think it's actually making a difference or you don't feel like you're improving with yourself mentally because you don't know what will happen in the situations. And as I'm speaking to Edgar and saw my manager Throughout the whole tournament, I was completely fine mentally. And that was, it's like a sign that, like, it tells me that I am improving, I am learning, I am, you know, doing different things that I would have done differently. Um, Obviously, I'm not perfect every time. There's some games, you know, I'm raging or I show a lot of emotion and distress and stuff like that. But I think throughout the E-Premier League tournament, I wasn't nervous in game. I was calm. When I conceded, I wasn't throwing uh, throwing my arms in the air. I wasn't moaning to saw in the call um i was just trying to just focus and just uh edgar has a saying it's like control the controllables i think it was what he's saying so it's basically just saying yeah it might not be in your favor but you just got to keep on going you still have like the time and enough chance to change and bring the outcome that you want and that's what i kind of just live by or play by shall i say yeah i might be one nil down i might be two nil down i might be a, a crap goal to concede but I still got a lot of time to come back in the game and get the result that I want. So I just try to, I don't know, stay focused and lock in because when you moan and stuff like that, it does take that little bit of concentration. And I think even in the Mitch game, I missed a golden chance against Mitch in the console, uh, console final to bring it to 3-3, I think. I missed a, uh, a sitter with Salah in the 80th minute, but it was completely my fault. And I did show a bit of emotion and a bit of frustration because I knew the clock was ticking. I needed to get one more goal. Um, but I managed to regain quickly and go down and make another chance and get the equaliser. So it's just about 
preparing yourself and try and put yourself in the best situation so when that time comes you're ready for it and you can take the take the moment head on yeah because correct me if i'm wrong but in in fifa esports in particular it just seems like there's so much that you can't control which is which is what gets on players nerves from what from speaking to pros in the scene previously i think that's what gets on their nerves the most is that there's so much you can't control so yeah Edgar was talking about how exactly what you were talking about in terms of just concentrating on what you can control because yeah. at the end of the day that will that will make the difference how you react to the, those moments rather than how something happens that's beyond your control so I think that was really evident in that competition and one of the main reasons obviously you're a, a really skilled player I'm not saying that your <laughs> yeah, skill yeah, no. doesn't count for anything <laughs> but the mental side I thought was really really on show there throughout the whole thing yeah, I think that's what I kind of need as well because um, a lot of the times, even when I'm leading or if I'm losing, I kind of, in a way, shy from the moment. I think I've had a lot of losses in my career where I might be leading by two goals and then my opponent comes back and I end up losing it. So kind of being scared of the moment. But I felt through the whole EPM tournament, I was just a lot more composed, a lot more calm. Um, I wasn't scared to lose a ball. I wasn't scared to go forward and stuff like that. And I think the mental side, obviously FIFA with esports... It's kind of not really... If you look at Call of Duty, for example, it's 100% skill. Do you know what I mean? Um, there's not really an AI involved. There's not, like, a chance your bullets go to the left or instead of going to the right. It's all um, 100% skill. Whereas FIFA, you could shoot a finesse shot 10 times in the box. And it's all different outcomes every time. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it is hard, um, but you just have to find a way to... No matter what, just put yourself in the right position and just keep on going and hopefully the results will come. And that's because EA have made a game or tried to make a game that simulates real football as much as possible. And in football, there's a lot of randomness and there's a lot of stuff that happens that you think, nah, that can't. You know what I mean? So... There's, there's that. I, I don't think we'll get into that today, but we've had loads <laughs> of discussions around, like yeah. you know, does FIFA esports need another mode, like a pro mode, where it's like you know the perfect game of football with no randomness and no bounces yeah. and stuff. I don't know how you do that, but <laughs> I mean, if you if you look at, um, I mean, I'm a West Brom fan, so let's touch on how we beat Chelsea um, <laughs> a couple of days ago, right? Timo Werner last season was one of the best strikers yeah. in Europe and he was scoring bucket loads of goals for RB Leipzig and he's going through this patch at the moment I don't know if you saw the second goal but when the ball, he didn't shoot yeah the ball was laid yeah. across and it all it, it was just there to tap it in it was very similar mm. to his miss against Germany I, I, yeah. I thought and he just laid it across and I was like what is he doing then Mount scored and I just thought to myself, like, that is just football. It can just turn, can't it, where you're yeah. not, the confidence goes. And it's so important because it affects everyone. And yeah. not everyone everyone needs to realise, and I think everyone is realising now as kind of esports becomes more prominent and things, that the mental performance affects everyone. And it's how you bounce back from the moments and how you get round difficult times and how you can kind of keep shooting when the yeah. it happens in every sport doesn't it and so i think it's really good that man city have got this guy that can can really help you out and obviously you know that's showed with with the title i just wanted to touch on as well obviously you finished as the console quarter finalist last year so there's like clear progression there isn't there because yeah. there's a lot of stages i think you won twenty thousand pounds i think yeah, is that yeah did. which i think that's nice isn't it <laughs> that's amazing i kept an eye on your twitter feed as well and that hublot watch amazing as well i just i don't think i'll ever wear it it's too much that, or was i it? was not expecting that i remember 
I saw it in the press release uh, City posted, and I was oh, like, okay. "Wait, what? I've got a watch." Um, <laughs> so, and I sent I sent my message to Saul, my manager. I was like, "This can't be true, is it?" He was like, "Wait, I just got confirmation that it is." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it!" And then when I went and saw it with the trophy, I was just like, "Wow, it's just something I'll never thought I really have." Yes, yeah, it, that's just one of the things, isn't it, with this competition in particular? The fact that it's like aligned with the Premier League, and you've got like the official Premier League Twitter account tweeting your win, and you've got like Man City's account tweet, tweeting about your win and stuff. It just makes it a bit more special, doesn't it? Because it's it's like I know esports is is one of the most prominent industries at the moment, but that like football world to get involved as well. I think that's the magic of this this particular tournament, anyway. Yeah, I think what I said, I think the e Premier League is pretty much the biggest event for us UK pros. Obviously, the FEWC Grand Final and stuff like that, that is where we want to be at and what we want to win. But other than that, with the Foot Cups and stuff, I think EPREM is that one event we all really want to win. Because I think it's more like, in arm's distance, it's more reachable, it's more easier to give yourself an opportunity and try and make something happen. Whereas, you know, to qualify for these Foot Cups, you've got to win nine rounds without losing once, you know? So it's really tough. So when EPREM comes along, I think everyone believes in themselves and knows they can go all the ways but just to win I think to be associated with Tex and Tom you know as past winners I think it's just I can't really deep and understand that I'm kind of up there with them I'm not saying I'm anywhere near Tex and Tom um, but hopefully I can get to their level one day but just be called a champion especially E-Premier League especially with how well Man City's doing this season in the real life Premier League um, to do it on the esports side as well is just a huge honour and yeah, to, to bring one home, I, I just can't really believe it. And it took me a few days to kind of calm down from that, that high because I was buzzing for three days. Like I would have two hours sleep, wake up and just with a smile on my face like I was in a movie and a TV show or something like that. Um, but seeing the Premier League tweet, I think their first tweet was the property of shells. With the yeah, trophy. I saw that TM. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I love that tweet. I just want to just... I could look at that all day. It's just... <laughs> my friends is obviously... Couldn't, couldn't believe it seeing the Premier League tweet about me and stuff um, but the support for what I got from everyone was just overwhelming uh, and I honestly thanked everyone I, I missed so much messages like I still need to reply to a lot of people um, but no nah, I just couldn't believe it really and your name will be forever on the record books won't it alongside the yeah. Tex and then Tom and then Shells that will always be there so you can kind of look on that which is it's a fantastic thing and well done for it it was amazing amazing tournament amazing performance and um it was a great final to watch. It must not have been for you, and that might be the reason why you didn't get much sleep. Because I read, I read something about um, esports players. Their heart rate goes so high it can it can reach like the levels of a runner or something like during yeah. the most difficult moments. So, I mean, that might be why your adrenaline was just going crazy. I'm not gonna lie. In, like I was, like I said, I was calm throughout the tournament, but in both penalty shootouts, if you could see my hands, it was just shaking it was so hard because on penalties you know you got to try to put it in the corner um because there's a thing in fifa if you step and dive uh one way it kind of covers two and so it can cover the middle and the corner so you got to really put it in the corner and green your shot so trying to do that knowing that you're playing for the title um yeah that was a really tough moment and if there was a hurry on the time i'm sure that would have been broken or something like that but now nah, it was it was a crazy moment yeah, and there was a, there was a really nice like juxtaposition as well. Like throughout the whole penalty shootout, you were like you like looked so calm and you were just laser focused. And as <laughs> soon as that, as soon as the winning penalty went in, you just exploded with emotion. It was like so nice to see that kind of human aspect of how much it meant to you. 
And was that just kind of letting out all the emotion that you, you kind of, not blocked out, but just you, you weren't, you were so focused that you didn't really come to terms with what was going on? Yeah, I think I, when I first won the show, I didn't realise, like, that, that's it, you know? Like, I, I've won it. I've, I'm the champion. I, I really didn't realise and I didn't know what to do with myself. You see in the video, I do like an awkward clap because I just don't know what to do with myself in that situation. <laughs> I've never really been there before. Um, I didn't know how to celebrate and stuff like that. But it was just all the hard work and there's there's been a lot of lows in my career where I haven't been performing, I lose in semi-finals, stuff like that, so... All the hard work I've tried to be put in to try and finally win one, I think it just kind of exploded, and I was just screaming. At them. I could hear my parents screaming, my sisters screaming as well. So I knew all of them were screaming outside. But just to to finally win, I just didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah, it was great to see. It was really nice to see, kind of, because you you do forget, like when you're watching like a tournament, that it's like re- they're real people like behind it, and then yeah. you know they've got emotions. This is it's your career, like this you put everything yeah. into it. So it obviously means a lot, and it was it was really nice to see. But touching on that, you mentioned like your family and stuff. This was a obviously it was the same last year as well because of mm-hmm. the pandemic. But this was a remote event rather than a LAN event. Does that does that suit you or not, or do you, do you think it suits more pros than others, or are you all in the same? boat with it um i think it definitely suits some people and suits like it doesn't suit some people i think i prefer playing at land i think i just get a different type of buzz when i'm at land environments and playing land tournaments i just think i play that a little bit better as well whereas online i don't think i can consistently play to a level that i'm happy with obviously there's been times i play really good and times i play really bad both ways um but it's something we've all had to adjust to. Um, there's definitely some people that don't like it, some people that do. Uh, but it's one of those ones you just got to find a way to work through it. And luckily, it, it did. Um, ended up winning a title because of it. But it was a bit strange um, when I win my quarterfinals and my semis. You know, I'd leave my door, uh, leave my room, and go talk to my parents about who's watching it on the TV and stuff. My dad. Um, got a bit nervous on a lot of my games, so he went and took the dog out for a walk for a couple of them <laughs> and come back to find out the results. But, you know, it's just, it is a bit weird because he's not in that environment. Um, but I guess it does make me a little bit more comfortable. You know, I can just stay in my pyjama bottoms um, and just walk around the house and go get a drink if I want to and stuff like that. But it's something we've had to adjust to. Um, but I, I am looking forward to competing at land events again. As long as you got the Man City top on, it doesn't matter yeah. what you got on the bottom. Does yeah, it, can, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so I had a blanket and a pajama bottoms right below, just a Man City top on. Um, so I was I was really comfortable. That's brilliant. You winning the Premier League in pajama bottoms, <laughs> different level. And you you got? Did you get any messages from the Man City players? Because I know you met a few of them. I saw Zach Stefan tweet you as well saying congrats and stuff did you get any other messages from some Man City players or uh Georgia Stanway uh, from the female team she's retweeted my tweet um Sean Gota the the legend from Man legend, City yeah. he, he replied yesterday actually um but no I haven't got any other messages but you know I had a lot of support from the Man City team even the work emails the CEO sent out an email congratulating me which you know I was buzzing to see that um but Nah, not for many other players. Zach Steffen and Georgia Stanway was the only players. Yeah, I suppose they're they're focused, aren't they, on winning the Premier League? At the moment, <laughs> I'm not but... too fussed. Man. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I wasn't too fussy congratulating me. You know, I just I know they all supported me anyways. Like, I yeah. met a lot of the players, um, done videos with Foden, Zinchenko, and Aguero. So uh, I understand they got they got priorities, man. They got to try bring home the Champions League, which I hope they can do this season. Yeah, um, and they're doing well in the Premier League so far. So yeah, I hope they can keep it up. 
Yeah, the Premier League's getting closer, so I mean, I can just envisage, envisage if if City do win the title, which is looking more than likely now. But um, I'm just seeing like a double squad photo with you with your E Premier League, and then then uh, with the Premier don't, League. Don't get me excited! Don't get me excited! That would <laughs> be uh, amazing. I'll keep an eye on socials for that. I'll keep an eye on socials for it, but. Um, I want to go back to the start now, if possible, Shell, just to talk about mm-hmm. you, because this is kind of the highlight of your career. So I thought it'd be nice yeah. to kind of look back at how it all started, because that's what we do with professional FIFA players that we talk to, just look at how their career started and, and where it all started for you. I mean, we talked to Ryan on one of our really early episodes, um, yeah. the Xbox FIFA player for Manchester City, and he was talking about how he... Like he didn't realize really how good he was. He used to beat all his mates and stuff. Yeah. Um, was that the same for you? It, it was the exact same. So I used to go to school and come home and jump online with my friends. We used to play a lot of pro clubs. Um, but with me, I'm really competitive. Whatever, whatever I do, I want to win. Um, so when my friends aren't passing me the ball and they're just doing skills, I'm like, nah, I'm not playing with you guys anymore. No so I went and tried to find like the best players in pro clubs. So I used to play with random guys from all around the world, Germany, Holland, France, and just kind of play with them. Rather playing with your friends and having fun, but my way of having fun was to win. Um, So I used to play a lot of pro clubs with random people around the world. Um, And I just kind of got good from there. Um, I used to play any, so I was always controlling the whole team. So my 1v1 skills was always kind of decent, but I never really thought I could ever go pro. And then FIFA 17 came around, they brought in the mode uh, for champions where you got to play 40 games a weekend and you get ranked in the leaderboards and stuff like that. And to qualify for the events at the time was through foot champions. So you had to finish top 12 in your region. Um, so I finished 13th somehow. Um, I just used to go to sixth form, come home and play FIFA on the side uh, on the weekend, play the foot champions. And I wasn't good at the start. Um, I think my first weekend I got 26 wins out of 40, which... You would never think I could turn out to be a pro that year. Uh, but I was just improving each week and luckily qualified for my first event in Paris. And at that point, it was like, I knew I was decent, but I never thought, I was just going to that event thinking, all right, let me just get one win and I'll be happy. You know, I didn't expect to go far or anything like that. Um, but I was in a bit of a situation where I had to depict. So I qualified for two tournaments, the, the Foot Cup in Paris and an NBA 2K tournament. So I needed around two, three weeks off school to travel um, to these events. And I told my school about it and they wasn't happy and told me I wasn't <laughs> allowed to go. So I was, I was in a situation where it was like, I was in my second year of sixth form. Do I take a chance and go to the tournaments or do I do the safe kind of bet and stay in education and try to qualify later on when I'm in uni or something like that? And... Forget the teachers. What what did your mom and dad say about it? Wanted to yeah, so <laughs> I just... When I told my teachers, they told me, obviously, you would you have to leave the school if you go to these tournaments. I was like, all right, see you later. <laughs> I went home and I, I was sit, sitting in my house for a couple of hours thinking, all right, how am I going to tell my mom and dad this? Um, but when they came home, there wasn't... Well, my mom's a lot more supportive than my dad at the time. My dad was it's all about education, so he wasn't angry, but he was just really disappointed and thinking, oh my gosh, what has he done? Um, but he wasn't angry, um, which is which is kind of a good thing to know, like, you know, they're not fuming. I think he's just a bit disappointed, which I understand. Um, education is really important, but for me, it was just about that opportunity. I felt this is something I really want to do, and I thought, why not? I might not, might not ever get a chance like this again, and... Luckily, I won my 2K tournament and I came third in Paris, 
which meant I qualified automatically to the uh, the Ultimate Team Championships in Berlin, where I had that kind of breakout tournament where I finished second, took home $80,000. And I think at that moment, my parents saw how big and how uh, massive the industry is, and they support me ever since. So it was a bit of a weird one. Yeah, but I mean, back then you can understand that was like an acceptable reaction almost because it was yeah. FIFA esports and esports in general wasn't the thing it is now. It doesn't have the kind of mainstream coverage as it does now. So that that's the kind of understandable reaction yeah. back then. I mean, not not even that long ago when I say back then, but like, <laughs> to to give up like your education to play video games as a as a job that was. That wasn't really the done thing back then, particularly in Fever esports as well. So great support from your parents; it's paid off. Um, yeah, obviously esports is a is a very new industry. So four years ago, when I told my parents, "Yeah, I'm leaving school to go and compete in these tournaments," they don't really understand how big it is. No one really does. But as as the years go on, it's getting bigger and bigger. Our parents are a lot a lot more supportive now and know, you know, this is the new kind of wave and a, and a, and a way for young teenagers young adults um, can kind of make a living and do something they want really enjoy and i think that's what it's all about it's just hopefully it grows more a lot more people understanding and it, and it's, it's for everyone so hopefully more people get involved and where, what would you have done if you weren't a professional fifa player <laughs> uh, i'm not what? gonna lie i don't know what i would have been doing right now <laughs> i think it, it's it's a really tough one because I think I would have went uni, but I don't know if I would have been doing well in uni because I'm really, I'm not a good independent learner. Like, if you told me to go and do my homework, you know, I'm not going to be doing that. I'll leave it for the last minute. Um, so I would, I probably would have got an apprenticeship, um, but I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know where I would have been looking into and what I would have been doing. So I'm just thankful it paid out and uh, hopefully I can be doing this for a lot more years to come. Yeah, because they talk about, don't they, like... If- I was reading like reports about like esports players they're retiring because of injuries and stuff. And yeah. at what point? Obviously, you're still really young. At what point do you start thinking? Of, or you not even thought about that yet? I mean, I've always said, now, if I'm 42, man, I'm still going to be playing FIFA. Hopefully, if like if I can be at that good level, like why not keep on going? Um, but I don't know. It's a tough one. A lot, a lot. Of, sometimes of age, you can lose your kind of skill, your reaction and stuff. With FIFA, I don't think it's that important. Um, obviously, maybe this year is a bit different. You got guys like Anders and Neat very young 16 14 year olds who are crazy at the game especially at the start of the game when it's all about step overs i can understand maybe if you're a bit older it's a bit harder to do um but i haven't really thought about what i'm going to do after uh hopefully i can stay within the industry though uh, because obviously i love gaming and stuff like that so if i could work i don't know behind the scenes i'm happy to do that but but in terms of my playing career man i, I can know if i can go a long time hopefully even play a tournament against my son one day well we'll see what happens there. <laughs> but if, if lewis hamilton can drive an, an f1 car at 35 and win all the championships that he has seven world titles i'm sure that you could play FIFA esports to at least 35 because your reactions can't get surely yeah, yeah well everyone's different and as you can see yeah. I feel like technology and stuff like that is improving every year you got you know LeBron and Cristiano Ronaldo who's 36 35 who's if anything at the peak of their career maybe not Ronaldo yeah. but LeBron seems to be getting better and better each NBA season so Hopefully it can work like that for me. You know, there could be some, maybe some things that can, you know, rest my fingers and let them recover a bit better <laughs> when I'm older. Uh, but we're just going to see what happens. And because because FIFA Esports is still in, in its infancy, you're like part of that kind of first or second generation yeah. of players. Well, we spoke to Danny Taylor a couple of weeks ago and he's been involved in FIFA Esports for a long time. Yeah. 
And like you look at that and you think like someone like yourself, it's almost like a tester for how long you could go. And then yeah. you like, do you become a coach after? Because then the next generation, like you say, Anders is coming through and stuff. And your generation is going to have that experience to be able to give to these younger guys that are coming through. So it's like almost like a tester, really. You don't really know what's going to happen. I suppose that's exciting in a way. Yeah, we're kind of like, I think we're like the godfathers of like the eSport. We're kind of the ones that's <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know, I guess setting up the way for the next generation and terms of we kind of going through all the bad tournaments that happen all the good ones you know we're trying to find a way to make it so it's a consistent and successful esport and that's all we really want at the end of the day um obviously danny taylor and guys like that they've been around the scene for ages but it wasn't as big as what it is now nowhere near as big but the age is just a number at the end of the day if you look at dito um the old man city esports player he was in the grand final i think he was 29 um against gorilla in 2017 so Age is just a number. Hopefully, you know that our number can keep on rising, and I can be playing till I'm forty or something. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be it'll be great to find out, and it'll be great to see how you guys like putting you in the bracket of Tom and Tex and and these kind of guys. It'd be interesting to see how you cope with the newer generation coming through yeah. like Anders and things because there's a lot of excitement and buzz around him and the, I'm sure there'll be a lot more coming through as well so it'll definitely be interesting to see and it's it's an interesting time for the eSport because it's growing massively the prize money's creeping up every year like the first e-Premier e League there was no prize money at all it was just there for yeah. you know just to represent your club and then now it's got a decent prize pool but I mean in comparison to other eSports it's very small so yeah. hopefully FIFA e Esports can rise over the next few years, and and we'll see what happens. But just to look at your, I know we've touched on it there, but just your ambitions for the future. We see a lot of FIFA pros now streaming a lot more, and yeah. we see that kind of content created. Like Harry's left to become a content creator, not to not to actually do professional FIFA anymore. Like, what are you going to do in terms of that? Are you going to stream a lot more? Are you, are, what are your ambitions overall? Um, it's, it is a tough one because obviously my ambitions is to win. Uh, I just want to win as much tournaments as I can, compete for a lot of championships and try to get as many trophies as I can in my career. Um, but I do love to stream. I love engaging with the people that do support me. So hopefully I can do more of that. But for me, it's all about timing. It's kind of a bit too much at times. When you've got tournaments lined up, You kind of it's hard for me to try and fit, all right, I'm going to stream there, I'm going to stream there. But sometimes I delay it and stuff like that. But there's a lot of lot of things I want to do. I want to do a lot more content. Um, I love making content with like Ryan um, and hopefully collab with some other players in the scene just to make a bit more fun content. Not even just to do with FIFA, maybe some IRL f uh, football videos, stuff like that, challenges and stuff like that. Just a bit have a little more, I guess, fun activity, especially with the pandemic. You know, we've missed out a lot of a lot of good times and good moments. Hopefully, we can make some more. But yeah, to win is definitely one of my main kind of goals. But streaming and content that's definitely something i want to look into and hopefully when there's a break between now and playoffs uh, i can get into that a little bit more and i mean the only next biggest tournament you can win is the fifa e world cup which is the big one which is what the one everyone wants to win yeah. um i mean do you feel ready for that at this stage this year or are you looking for fifa 22 or what's your thoughts on that um obviously right now there's one more foot cup left um foot cup five which is this weekend I'm at a good point in the game. I've clinched playoffs, which is the main thing. So going into this weekend, I'm so relaxed. I'm just, there's not a lot of uh, pressure. Obviously, I do want to try and make the broadcast. But if I don't, you know, it's not the end of the world, stuff like that. Um, but for playoffs, you know, there's a lot of work. There's a big break between that and then. Um, and once we get to playoffs, you know, now that I've won the E Premier League, I know that I, 
I've done it before, so I can do it again. Um, so I think getting that out of the way is a big thing. So hopefully I can go all the way and try and make the top, I think, 8 or 16 to make it to grand finals. And if we can get that, get to that point there once again, you know, if I can play to my best, I believe any tournament I go into, I can win. Uh, so hopefully we can just get to that level and we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, winning the Premier League is a good omen and it shows that you've kind of got momentum behind you and it gives you that boost of the season. So why not? If you're yeah. in form and you're the informed player going into it, we see a lot of players who peak too early during the season. They win the first couple of events and then they kind of trail off. So it seems like you're just coming in at the right time. I don't want to, you know, put any <laughs> ideas in your head or anything, but it'd be interesting to see that the E World Cup this year as well. Obviously, probably be remote, I would guess, at the moment. So we'll just have to see see what happens but congrats again on your Premier League win it was uh, it was great to see and I wish you all the best for <laughs> this you. season and next season you know FIFA 22 is just around the corner really yeah it's crazy it's gone so quick the last couple of months the next gen console it'll be the first real next gen version of FIFA yeah so it'll be interesting to see how players can adapt to that and be interesting to see how early the professional FIFA players get access to that because I know the <laughs> game changes and stuff get early access and get a few early days testing it and stuff so um, that'll be really interesting and see if it kind of mixes up the field a little bit because we haven't we've never had that kind of next gen version of FIFA have we yeah there's, obviously this is the first year on next gen um, obviously I'm going to have to get used to the new PS5 controller because uh, I'm still, I got the PS5, but I'm playing on the PS4 controller, um, just because I'm a lot more comfortable with it. But, you know, when you're jumping onto next gen, you kind of feel like anything can happen. There can be a new change or a new, a new thing that, something massive that can come into the scene and change everything, you know. Hopefully I would like to see some more team tournaments. Um, I love that team aspect. I love playing, especially with Ryan and stuff like that. I think there's a bit more emotion um, there's a bit more personality to the players and stuff like that so hopefully we can see more of that um, but hopefully uh, it'll be a good year Shells it's been great talking to you I really appreciate you coming on and wish you all the best of luck for this season Thank and for the, for the years ahead Thank you for listening to Level Up the esports and gaming show make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave us a rating and review you can also follow us on Twitter at Level Up Pod where you'll find all of our previous episodes and information about how to subscribe we'll be back with a brand new episode very soon